Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Current Status. I'm Pumla Schmidt, also known as Exchange Goddess on the Twitters. And I'm here with my co-host. My name is Teresa Miller, and you can find me on Twitter at 24by7ITConnect. And we're actually on the road today. We're, <laughs> we're in Las Vegas, day one of VMworld 2016. And we're joined by uh, some special guests. Um, but today, we, you know, with being, being the first day of VMworld, um, not too many vendor events and parties, uh, but we did attend one special one. But let's introduce our guest first. Um, Steve? Thanks, Pumla. Steve Keniston, S. Keniston on Twitter, uh, Vice President of uh, Product Marketing for Infinidat. This is John Vela. Um, I work for Independence Blue Cross. Um, I'm a senior VMware admin there. Um, and I attended the session with Puma. And he got dragged into it <laughs> involuntarily. <laughs> he didn't know what he was getting himself into. I, I dragged my coworker with me. And I, and, uh, I think he's going, what, did, what just happened today? <laughs> Yeah, so this the the uh, only vendor or one of the few vendor events that is going on tonight was the Nutanix Diversity Roundtable, which um, I, I think went very well and it was an eye-opening discussion. What do you think, Teresa? I agree. It was very eye-opening. It was a it was a session that really did a a great job covering diversity as a whole. It wasn't about women or a specific you know race or ethnicity it really did kind of cover even cultural boundaries and how different cultures can have an impact on how even different cultures can can impact what barriers we may face in the industry of IT as a whole so it was it was it was quite interesting now, John, not, not not knowing what you were getting yourself into, and I said, hey, do you want to go to an event with me? <laughs> what, what were your thoughts um, on the whole uh, diversity roundtable? Um, it, it caught me by surprise only for, for the fact that I, I thought I was just attending a Nutanix um, technology-based uh, discussion on um, their, their technology offerings. So for me, um, sitting there and talking about these women um, and what they face as far as diversity, um, not only them, but um, also uh, the, the other people, um, like older, older men they were talking about being discriminated against um, in the workforce, um, just kind of opened my eyes um, a little bit more than... I have thought in the in the past of just how sometimes a workforce um, isn't so fair um, across the board um, with um, people in employment and advances in employment. So um, it was it was definitely uh, an eye opener. You had mentioned something about thinking about your daughter and, and your your kids. So you want to want to talk about that a little bit and and how that kind of opened your eyes a little bit about how like this could you know potentially impact your, your own children um yeah uh so 
I know like for, for my daughter, uh, especially, um, sometimes she doesn't feel that she has a voice in, in certain circles, um, whether it's, uh, athletics or, um, in, in school where she, um, you know, doesn't have like a role model per se. So, um, some of the discussion was finding mentors and things like that, where it kind of, kind of made me think of things that I'd like to have her do going forward and finding a mentor, um, to kind of help her feeling more confident in herself, um, to kind of further her leadership skills to bring them out to the forefront. Cool. The other thing that I thought was extremely valuable was they brought up mentorship needing to be quality. Like it's one thing to say, I'm going to, right, I'm not going to be a mentor and then not do anything. It has to be an active role and Pumala just hit it on the nail is that they referred to it as a sponsorship. It has to be someone that's committed to truly taking another person under their wing and giving them valuable advice and feedback that they can move forward with in life and in the business. So the quiet guy back here in the corner staring at me in the blue shirt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just to add to that, one other thing that I thought was pretty cool was somebody that wasn't part of the panel. They were actually sitting down. They were talking about um, actually having accountability and having a measurement based off that mentorship, which I thought was pretty cool. So it's it's one thing to implement it, but it's another it's another to actually gauge that and measure that and kind of hold people accountable to measure. You know, if if you're a mentor to a mentoree kind of seeing like where that mentoree is at after a certain given time frame. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool um, as well. So Steve, you didn't, you didn't attend the event with us cause you were working the booth. You were a, actually you were a booth babe. Yeah. You were a booth babe. So what are your thoughts on this whole diversity topic? Because it's such a hot item right now. I have to say that I think you're 100% correct. I think it is a very hot item <laughs> that I am a booth babe. No. <laughs> I think that um, I think this topic is is both very important and also getting a lot of um, there. I've seen a lot of conversations around this topic within the last 18 months of my career in as an IT vendor person working a lot of different IT vendor uh, spaces. To me, and I'd be interested to get your guys' take. I think about what does diversity mean? And to me, it means inclusion. And I have a little bit of a benefit of age because I'm sure I'm older than all of you. Um, <laughs> that um, for me, and I think this is a lesson my dad taught me, was the experiences that other people have, all other people, help to influence and drive things that kind of shape who and what you are or what you're building, like from a company standpoint or whatever, whatever it is, you've hired these people to work with you. Having them participate only adds value to what you're trying to accomplish. So why not include everybody in the conversation? And to me, it's always important, at least I hope I pay attention to as I'm 
trying to conduct my job and do the things that I do is get everybody's input because to me that matters not only for the person but also for the quality of the of the of the contribution it's going to make whatever we do better and i think if everybody had a look at what's the bigger picture and not just thinking about themselves i think they would have uh you you can generate a lot better quality of whatever it is you're trying to accomplish uh, one thing that i found interesting was some of the the key i guess uh, facts that were noted um i did not realize this but china actually has the highest number of women um own businesses in, in in top executive roles i did not know that that's more than us and india i was i was like wow yeah, i was impressed by that i i was i was blown away but trying to figure out why that was too we had some good conversation around that um, and one of the things that came up is there is actually a limit on the number of children that they can have so maybe that is one helping factor yeah less less children at home to care for so you can boost your career you know there's there's all you got one child and you've got grandparents to watch and we're you know i have three kids Teresa, you've got two john you's got two and Steve sorry he's got he's you got a dog yeah you got you have your dog yeah it, it, it's a kid yeah yeah so I mean yeah with us having multiple children it, it's tough finding daycare when you've got to work like my husband and I, we both work and I'm here in Las Vegas I almost said San Francisco I'm here in Las Vegas I'm flying home tomorrow at two o'clock I get in at midnight my husband wakes up at 5 a.m to jump on the flight out and I don't see him till Friday I mean and we have three kids so we're just another you know just another average family that's trying to make ends meet with parents trying to move up you know in the corporate ladder trying to one one child per family yes. there could be more to it too though we're not uh, you know not living there not familiar with the culture there could be more empowerment going on as well to complement that and I, i'm actually kind of curious to do some more research on that to get a better understanding now i'm asian <laughs> if you didn't know that so i i find i really <laughs> yeah is, is that news that. <laughs> I, i don't want to say that the asian culture discriminates against women but certain cult you know in certain areas yes women are looked down upon um uh, for instance india you know the culture there is different and hence you see you know how women are treated in india um sli slightly different <laughs> than china so it really i was really surprised to see um asian culture really boosting women you know and empowering them i was really blown away by that being born in an asian country and raised in a very strict asian culture at home and my parents don't speak english we, we we live a very yeah we live a very traditional uh lifestyle so they, to see i'm like wow like women sit on the floor and eat and the men sit at the table and the men eat first and then the women we eat after them that i mean that still goes on to this day you know and, and people that aren't used to that think wow how can you do that but that's a culture there the men are served first that's just the way it is 
So in this is an Asian country right below China. So I'm just like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So interesting question and interesting topic. I just came uh, back from India a, a few weeks ago. And um, <clears throat> now that you mentioned that, I can't think of a single woman that I met in the workplace. Now that might've just been the, the, the circles that I traveled in for a, a week's worth of time. So I'm not, I'm not trying to pass any judgment. I'm just trying to say this is what happened. But, but the globalization of IT, right? I mean, it is so quickly becoming more and more and more global. What do you think the impact has of that as, as it relates to the diversity globally, China, India, and other places that are growing so much faster than we are here in the United States. Do you think, do you think that, well, maybe it's a two-part question. So there's the, there's the globalization piece, and there's also then the question around ignorance. N not, not to use that term in, in, a, in such a negative way, but, but more of have folks in other places really learned to be more accepting about the diversity that can be brought to conversations, to programs, to projects that they're trying to build to help then boost what those companies are trying to do in all of these remote areas? So what, do you, what do you mean by other places? Have folks in other places, so other countries, have they embraced it? Yeah. It, I'm not sure that they have based on the the facts that were shared with us today it it definitely varies I think part of it's a culture too yeah. it's de I, it's definitely a culture even here in the US it's it's definitely a culture thing that um just this mindset of what do you call it unconscious bias we don't think about it, you know, and we just inherently just just do it. But does the globalization help or hurt? So if these other countries are growing so fast and we want to here in the United States participate in a global economy with those folks and we're sending technologists and we're sending salespeople and we're sending those types of folks all around the world to communicate with their set of bias and that sort of thing you need to kind of it's almost the amano amano right and if you don't have that does that help or hurt honestly i don't know what do you think john i mean i can't answer that yeah that that one that one that's a, that's a really good use i think you've stumped us well i cannot i have some thoughts on it what right or wrong and indifferent i'm not sure but um i i think it I think that it can go, I think it can help and maybe it can hurt. Like, I think it can be both. So I think of, I think any company outside of the United States that wants to be global and, and make sales outside of their country and industry has to learn how to be accepting or they will not succeed outside of their country. Right. So that's, I feel like that's helping. Um, and then the alternative to that then is if they're not willing to accept, then is, is that 
hurtful? Maybe not to them, right? Because they're okay living in their culture, their space, their country, and not growing, right, and not growing outside of their industry or like just like what you said, their bubble. I, I do want to make a note, and I think this is something, John, you commented while we were at the event that over 50% of the attendees at the event were men. And yeah, it surprised me. Um, just not knowing what the panel was about. And, you know, like I said earlier, I didn't know what I was, you know, sitting in on. Um, but as obviously as, as the, the panel went on to, to discuss um, diversity, um, I kind of looked, you know, to my left over my shoulder and to my right over my shoulder and just noticed that there were actually more men in that in that room than there were women, which kind of surprised me because I thought I would have seen more of a showing of women. I, I don't know if it was the way, uh, you know, it, it was marketed or shared. You know, I, I again, I, I don't I don't know. Um, but uh, but that did that did surprise me. I, I honestly, I think that's a reflection of the population at the conference. So I think I think you just hit the nail on the head, and I want to respond to what John said, right? So I think, you know, you come to VMworld, IT, a male-dominated, predominantly dominated industry, right? Without sounding too crazy, turning it over to you, Teresa, and you, Pumala, what advice do you give that industry that is predominantly male driven to say, to help them understand how inclusion is helpful, how it can be better, what types of things can we do? Because I'm sure, I'm sure more than half of the, the industry doesn't think, and maybe that's the problem, but doesn't think they're doing, that there's any problem or that they're not being inclusive or they think they go about their job every single day, they just wanna, you know, make their money, put food on the table and go home and do whatever they do, right? But I think some coaching would be very helpful. Do you guys have any advice? Actually, this was sort of brought up in the panel how, um, you know, companies have these diversity groups, you know, the, the, these groups to include everybody, um, but sometimes they aren't really building traction. It, it, it's kind of, here's a group, it's for diversity and it just kind of goes nowhere. And they've been finding that the grassroots type groups, the, the ones that are organically grown or put together seem to have more, um, more of a takeaway, more of an action. Um, and, and I guess for our industry, well, we're, well, we're sort of seeing it now. You, you have V Ladies Night at VMworld that we started last year. You know, just a group of women that are getting other women together, um, you know, and celebrating women. But we also had men attend too. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so I mean, we're doing things like that. But there, are, there are small little pockets of groups of groups happening. Um, and then obviously you have your vendors that are you know working to empower women and create more diversity i mean and then nutanix has gotten a lot of slack lately um for some recent mishaps you know but um i think a lot of people are kind of how do i say this politically correct um kind of 
giving too much of a beating and really not understanding where Nutanix is coming from. Um, they, I, I looked at their numbers and they are a pretty diverse company, more so than some of the other tech companies out there, which I was actually pretty surprised um, considering, you know, how much crap that they get from social media about, you know, being sexist <laughs> with some of their parties. It's like, wow. But if people actually look at the numbers and how many female employees they have, they are pretty high up there. Um, and, and I don't know, probably a lot more than some of these other competitors. So I, I don't disagree, right? I mean, you, you can have an indiscriminate photo taken at any particular place and it's live on social media and then all of a sudden... Is that, is that the definition of the company that you are? No, no it, it, it's not, right? Um, and we talked about this earlier today, right? I mean, the quote-unquote, you know, take this the right way, the booth babe, right? You walk around the show floor, and we've said it, sex sells, right? I mean, this is, this is the industry, the culture, the whatever we're in today. That's a way, that, I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of these companies pay a lot of money to pull people into their booth, to scan the badge, to try to get that meeting, to try to to try to get to whatever they can do to help sell their product. Cause because they honestly believe internally that they have something that's better than the next guy. Right? Does that make them bad? I don't think so. Okay. Maybe, maybe not, whatever, right? I don't think so. Right. So how do so how do we so is that a reflection on the industry? I don't know. I don't know if it is or not. I, I think you can use, I'll say, booth babes to an extent. I think it's okay. It's okay. As long, I mean, as long as they're not wearing something you're going to see in Pornhub or, you know, <laughs> at a gentleman's club, I think it's fine. It's a, a classy, professional attire to scan your badge to 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 bring those attendees to your to your booth. That's fine. But if you've got some somebody wearing something that they really shouldn't be, that you don't want your grandmother seeing, you kind of have to question it a little bit. Um, I, I think it's okay to have people bring attendees. Um, and, I, and I know certain vendors have, have been shamed because they, they hire booth babes. But why not? You know, car shows do it. Other, other expo shows do it. Um, you're just you're bringing a, you're bringing people to your booth, as long as you do it in a classy way. I, I I really don't find an issue with it. Just keep it classy. It definitely needs to be classy. I so I've been in this industry for twenty years, and I, I honestly don't even pay attention to any of that anymore. Like I don't notice it. Like as long as people have tasteful dress on. Um, but when you're talking about, you know, moving into an, an era where we are trying to welcome more diversity and females in particular, it has to be that way. Or, I mean, there are so many different types of people in this world that can, you know, ev everyone has different sensitivities. And um, if it's not tasteful, it's, it's just going to deter people from, from joining um, this great community. And it really is. There, IT as a whole is is really amazing. And there's a lot of knowledge t 
to be shared and a lot to be learned. So I really, I really wish there were more women in this space with us. Oh, definitely. I mean, Teresa and I, we're here, but you, I mean, there are a few other women out there, but there, there's not a lot of us. So yeah, you know, if there are a couple of booth babes out there and they're, you know, professional, professionally dressed, I, I don't care, but John, your guy, <laughs> how do you feel about that? Just like you guys were just saying it, you know, I, I look past it. I don't think, um, but does it, does, so <clears throat> dressed in a bikini or something, you know, non-professional attire, is that going to grab your attention more than someone that is professionally dressed? Uh, it's, you know, as a guy, I mean, it's definitely going to catch my eye, you know, of course, I mean, I'm a guy, does that make but, um, um, awesome yeah, I, I, I mean, I just would look at, you know, they, they would probably be more of like a partying kind of a, a, a vendor, you know, probably want to see what kind of happy hair they throw. Uh, but I'm uh, just being honest, yeah, but, yeah, no, you know, um, but, you know, as we're sitting here talking kind of what, what was going through my mind, um, and I guess there might be a question for, for you guys uh, at the end of it, but. You know, um, as I was sitting back and just thinking of the IT industry and how I don't see, you know, I, I don't see that many women, you know, you know, in my building as far as the tech side. Um, you do obviously see them in marketing, um, human resources, um, sales. But as far as like, you know, being in the trenches and, you know, um, working on, you know, storage databases, whatever, I don't. I don't see that many females. Um, I know, I know. So my my question is, like, so as I'm sitting there, you know, during the panel, I'm kind of trying to just think about that. Is it, is it just, uh, you know, do you think that women are intimidated in? So I, I was just wondering, like, are women intimidated of the industry or or are there women out there that just aren't being offered these positions and maybe... I'm not seeing them at, you know, my level because maybe they can't get up there. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of thinking of the, you know, the latter that it's just may maybe women are intimidated of the IT industry. Um, that's a good question. It's a combination of everything that you just said. In, in, yeah. Intimidation, access, you know, access to the ability to move up. Um, and also being kind of booted out, kicked out, um, pushed out. Um, you feel pressured to leave because of the way you're being treated. Um, one of the panelists, actually, that happened to her as an intern at Motorola. She just, you know, she described how she was being treated. She just, it wasn't a welcoming environment. And uh, I'm going to be candid with you. I've had that experience where, you know, I after several years of being treated a certain way, you just get fed up and you're like, Hey, enough's enough. I got to move on because I know I expect much better. You know, um, I expect to be treated a lot better than this for, for what I'm doing. Um, you, you wake up and you realize like you're getting out of Dodge, there's, there's a better place, but there's some women that are being treated like that. They decide, you know what? It's all of it. So it's almost like they just give up on, 
they give up on their dream of what they really want to do. As our one pan panelist said, I mean, she wanted to be a developer, but she's not that anymore. She, you know, she runs a company now, a diversity company. And that's her passion is, is to, you know, get this whole diversity thing out in the open and, and share her experience because I, I felt it. And Teresa, I, I, you could probably speak a little bit about it too. Yeah. So I think to kind of, add to what you said i i think that a little bit before like before you even get into the workplace i think part of the issue starts there women don't think of it as a career they don't so i That's what my daughter well okay but also i feel like there's this perception that everyone's like really geeky like the red stapler guy in office space geeky like and and nobody wants to hang out with those geeky people but back to when you're thinking about choosing careers in high school and college the women are more gravitated towards careers that have an emotional connection to them you you, you don't really get that in IT? You, you can. Like, I, I feel like more, I'm seeing more and more organizations care about people skills over um, technical skills. You can always teach the technical skills, right? But you can't teach the communication and people skills. So I see improvement in that space, but, but it really starts there. So then, okay, so let's say you get past the, the whole the IT might still work for me as a female as a career option. I think there's also a perception that it's all coding. It's not, right? There's so many things you can do in IT that aren't coding, that have a, again, that, that people connection. But women don't, don't know that, right? They don't even know to try it. Um, and then there's that final piece that Pumala mentioned where, you know, I feel like there has to be Sometimes there has to be a certain toughness about you. There has to be ability to put like a wall up because there is just such a big difference between, I feel like how men and women, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's not behavior in the workplace, but just the way they interact. There's just, a, there's a difference and you... I'm bitchy. You're assertive. John's assertive. Right. I'm bitchy, but we can right. we could say yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm bitchy. John is assertive. It, right. it, it's that that's the perception. We could write the same email or say the exact same thing, but I'm going to come off as being the bitchy, you know, engineer or the bitchy manager down the hallway, yep. and John is the tough, assertive one. He gets he gets the job done. Puma is just, she's just a bitchy girl down, down the hallway. Oh my gosh. You know, nobody wants to work with her, but we're saying this, we're saying the exact same thing that, that, that is the perception sad, but true. That's what happens. Or you're the nagging wife. Nag, 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 nag. Oh, there she is. She wants us to do this again. I mean, either you're a bitch or a nagging wife and you're just a really cool sort of guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see you smiling over there, Steve. No, because I'm I'm the bitchy guy, so <laughs> and the booth babe too. <laughs> you're you're the bitchy booth babe. How about that? <laughs> well, you know what? Our our time is just about up. Wow, we, we've ran over. Um, so I guess 
I guess we just. I, oh yeah. Oh, I feel okay. like Mr. Rogers I know. stepped in the room. <laughs> yeah, you, you, have to, you have to give us some some slack here, Steve. I've been up over twenty four hours now. I got what three thirty to catch a flight, um, and it is that's three thirty Eastern Standard Time. Thank you. But what time is it now in Vegas? It's probably close to midnight. Yeah, so I, I've, I've been up about 24 hours, and as Steve says, I still look good, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have a smile. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm still smiling. I haven't killed anybody yet. I'm not in jail, and I'm in Vegas. <laughs> I'm in Vegas. I haven't been put in jail yet. <laughs> That's a good thing. Wow. <laughs> I still got, what, eight more hours to get into trouble? <laughs> yeah, go big, go big or go home. So I think closing remarks for day one of VMworld 2016 was, I think all four of us probably learned some really good things um, about diversity, but also, you know, from the show too. I mean, there, there's a lot that's going to be happening. Ho hopefully some big announcements tomorrow for the opening keynote. Um, other than that, and also I think everybody's going to find out I really don't like Las Vegas. <laughs> if I haven't said that before. <laughs> I don't either. Do you like Do you like Vegas, John? It's my first time here, and I really haven't ventured out much yet. Oh, he's a virgin, <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> and Steve, I I know you're a huge fan, right? So that's exactly what I was going to say. I think shows like Current Status do uh, a great thing for the industry. I read Teresa's blog all the time. I mean, we invite Pumla everywhere we go because she just has this. Uh, uncanny ability to talk to people and help them to understand what we're doing in technology, and I think, I think those are the types of things that help further this this industry along. So, I'm glad to be a part of this podcast, and I appreciate uh, you guys letting me join. So, I do want to give a shout out to Infinidat. Um, we did do a live Facebook stream. It was my first one, and yeah, yes, it was our first one. And I, I think it went very well. So we, we did some new technology today. Um, so we'll we'll definitely tweet out the link. And this is our actually our first on the road show without video. Cause you know, I don't trust the Wi Fi. <laughs> <laughs> we know how that goes in my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're getting <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're trying to get fiber still run to Teresa's house. So yeah. we, we need a, a company to volunteer to make that happen. So if anybody knows anybody, you know, <laughs> wink, wink. So we do want to thank um, everybody for listening into our podcast. And um, until next time, have a great evening, everybody. Have a good evening. <laughs>